Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 6th of April. And on this day in Christian history, we're going to be looking at the theme of Christian buildings. And we go back to the year 1893 and we travel to Salt Lake City in Utah. And we remember the dedication of the Salt Lake Temple. The building was inspired by Solomon's Temple in Jerusalem. It is oriented towards Jerusalem and the large basin used as a baptismal font is mounted on the backs of 12 oxen inspired by the book of Chronicles in the Old Testament. Chronicles is the final book of the Hebrew Bible and it concludes the history-oriented books of the Old Testament. Part of the book covers the period when Solomon becomes king and builds and dedicates the temple, reaping the benefits of prosperity and peace, a golden age in the history of Israel. When the Church of the Latter-day Saints was migrating to the Valley of the Salt Lake, after being directed there by the Belgian Jesuit priest and explorer Pierre-Jean de Smet, see the pod of February the 4th, Their leader, Brigham Young, designated the site for a future temple. Wilford Woodruff placed a stake in the ground to mark the spot that would become the centre of the future building. And within months, the members of the church were invited to gather and bring precious metals and other materials for the exaltation of the living and the dead. Truman O. Angel Sr. was named as temple architect and he was assisted by William Ward who received his architectural training in England and was skilled in stone construction. Sandstone was originally used for the foundation. However, during the Utah War, the foundation was buried and the lot was made to look like a ploughed field to confuse the federal troops. After tensions eased in 1858 and work on the temple resumed, it was discovered that many of the foundation stones had cracked, making them unsuitable for use. The inadequate sandstone was replaced and the walls were built out of quartz monzonite, which has the appearance of granite. The impressive structure would be finished in 40 years. The Church of Latter-day Saints have what theologians might refer to as a high ecclesiology, dealing with the theological branch which explores the nature and the structure of the church. As regards the status of their buildings, temples are considered sacred and therefore not open to casual visitors. A pass called a Temple Recommend is required to enter. And visitors to Salt Lake City are often disappointed that there are no public tours inside the temple. The Temple Square, where the building is located, is the most visited tourist site in Utah, drawing up to 5 million people every year many from the Mormon diaspora. 
However, the temple grounds are open to the public and are a popular tourist attraction. The first public photographs of the interior were published in the book The House of the Lord by James Talmage. Since then, various photographs have been published, including by Life magazine in 1938. Inscribed on the facade of the temple in gold lettering is the phrase, The House of the Lord. A central part of the Mormon faith is that they remain faithful to the sacred promises made in the church's temples. Their family relationships can be external, extending beyond death. So building the temple was a top priority once they reached the Salt Lake Valley in 1847. The towers on either side of the temple represent different understandings of authority and priesthood in the tradition. The three towers on the east represent the Melchizedekian priesthood. Melchizedek was a king and priest who appeared in the book of Genesis. His appearance is the first time in the Hebrew Bible that the pre term priest or Kohen was used. He represents the kingly and the priestly functions of governance and sanctification. So the three eastern towers are also understood in the Latter-day Saints community as representing the president and his counsellors. After Moses died in the Bible, it is believed the lesser Aaronic priesthood line continued, named after Aaron, Moses' brother, who lived in the eastern borderland of Egypt during the exile of the Hebrews. Moses resided in the royal court of Pharaoh, having been discovered by the Pharaoh's daughter in the Nile. Interestingly, in the Muslim sacred text, the Quran, Moses is brought up as the son of Pharaoh. The Hebrew text does not go that far. When Moses asked the Pharaoh to free the Israelites, let my people go, Aaron served as his brother's spokesman to the Pharaoh. And if we fast forward a few years, then part of the law, the Torah, that Moses received from God at Sinai granted Aaron the priesthood for himself and his male descendants and he became the first high priests of the Israelites. It is not until Jesus Christ that the Melchizedekian priesthood is re-established. Three towers on the west of the Salt Lake Temple represent the presiding bishop and his two counsellors, the Aaronic priesthood. Salt Lake Temple is currently closed for four years as major renovations are underway, repairing seismic damage and improving accessibility. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please subscribe and leave a comment on the blog if you have time. 
And join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the death of Richard the Lionheart, who in some quarters has become an icon of Christian chivalry. If you want to visit the blog or commission a podcast for your own organisation, well, visit the website for more information at www.pogp.net. And if you'd like to respond directly, then email the show pogppod at gmail.com. Have a lovely day wherever you are, and thanks for listening.